Today we're going to be in Galatians 2, verses 20 through 21. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. If you bow your heads with me. Now, Father, may the words of my lips and the meditations deeper than all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Born again Christians should be and are changed creatures. They don't seek after the world and they don't seek after worldly things. They seek Christ seeking to be better people, seeking to be more Christ-like. They seek to be people that Christ can be seen in. We've all seen a born-again Christian at one time or another. And they are very easy to pick out from those who are not. They're different. They're so different, in fact, that we enjoy being around them. They have different priorities different wants, different desires. It's almost as if they dance to the beat of a different drummer than the world. They seem free. They seem happy and joyous at times. They seem seemingly unburdened. They handle life's issues in so many different ways. It's almost as if they handle it with divine wisdom. But what separates these people from the rest of the world? What exactly is it that separates a born-again Christian from the world? And that one thing is hope. Specifically, hope in Christ. The world offers most people little to no hope. And for a born-again Christian, it offers no hope whatsoever, as our hope will be in Christ. As the world looks, they see presidents that come and go. Presidents that have agendas for a better life, for some. Others will garner little hope as the political tides rise and fall and splash to and fro. Governments fighting for the betterment of themselves, giving no hope for those upon who they force their will. Economies rise and fall leaving people not knowing if they have money to retire on, if the benefits will be there, if the money that they've invested will be there, or even if they'll have money for food or gas. Friends and family can be loving one moment and hateful the next. You can have someone by your side one minute and in eternity the next leaving you abandoned and confused, alone and hopeless. In some cases, you can pour your heart and soul out into that person, and in a vapor they're gone. And you're left with nothing but old pictures, videos, messages, and memories that will fade away with time. Where is the hope in this life? 
Paul wrote in Galatians, I've been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And herein lies the treasure that the Christian holds dear and places all of their hope in. It's no longer I, it's no longer us that live, but Christ living in us. We know this life is temporal, but the life to come is an eternal, where all the cares and concerns of this world are no more. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 19, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves can break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will also be. We must, as Christians, put the cares of this life behind us. The hope we have in this life needs to be placed, should be placed, and by many of us is placed in the treasure that is Jesus Christ. <coughs> Amen? Amen. Prior to Christ was the law. Some may see this as the Ten Commandments, but actually, there were more. Most of Deuteronomy laid out these laws and the penalties for breaking them. The complete listing of the laws totaled 613 laws. 613, let that sink in for a moment, 613 laws. And they must be kept. If not, a blood sacrifice was required to atone for the sin. <clears throat> 613 laws that must be kept or blood needed to be shed. <coughs> Think on this and read the Ten Commandments. Have you even kept seven of the ten? Honestly, have you kept even seven of the ten? Have you ever told a lie? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever lusted after the opposite sex? Without blood sacrifice, if you were to die at this moment and stand before God, you'd be a lying, thieving, adulterer at heart. So we take out those three and we're down to seven that you may have potentially kept. The Bible says you only need to break one. And that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Luckily, Jesus came to fulfill the law and offer himself as a sin offering once and for all. His death upon the cross, his blood paying for the transgression of those who have placed their hope in Jesus Christ. The sins of the believing ones were paid for upon that cross. He paid our debt for us. Our lives now need to be handed over to the rightful owner of our souls. No longer is it I or us who lives, but it is Christ that lives in us. 
Paul wrote to the church at Philippi to live as Christ and to die as gain. Continuing on, if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me. And I do not know which to choose. And this is the great dilemma for the born-again believer. We want desperately to be home with Christ in heaven, worshiping God, with all those we knew who went on before us. We know as born-again Christians that this world holds nothing for us. Everything that we see, our accomplishments, our possessions, will be gone. They'll be swallowed up by the sands of time. They'll be eaten away by moths, corroded, eaten away by rust. Knowing this, we know full well that if everything in this world is so easily swallowed and gone so quickly, we know that the world has nothing for us. It has no promises of success. It has no promises of an easy life. It has no promises of immortality. It has nothing for us except those finite things that we can see and touch and hold that Jesus warned us about. If you seek the world, it is glad to show itself off. The world will look and show itself like a peacock, strutting in its colorful and alluring plumage for all to see. But alas, at some point, at some point, the peacock will die, and its once attractive beauty will be swallowed up, <clears throat> as was the beauty of the peacocks that went before it into the earth. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Yet Christ is, and Christ was, and Christ is forevermore. Amen? Amen? We may be eager to trade the finite for the infinite, to set the world down and go home. Yet, if all those in whom Christ lives went home, how would the gospel be spread? How would Jesus Christ be witnessed of? How would the love of Christ be shown to others? So we must be like Paul, setting the world down, Christ living in us, and continuing to walk out our earthly days. Our life we live in the flesh must be lived out by faith in the Son of God, who loved us enough to give His life for us. And now we give up our lives Lives that want to live by the ways of our own sin natures, away from all things Christ. But we know we must take that under control. We must give our lives not for Jesus Christ, but rather to Jesus Christ. We need to be living, breathing, and walking in the faith and in service to Him. Not living our lives as we see fit, trying to keep the laws. Living like that would do nothing for our spirit aside from nullifying the grace of God. 
Paul said, if righteousness comes to the law, then Christ died needlessly. Sure, we can try to live our lives according to our own wants, our own morals, try and live it on our own terms, living as we want, giving God and Jesus Christ an hour or two of our week, maybe penciling amen here or there where we see fit. Encompassed by sin, if need be, trying to get trying to get our money's worth out of the grace of Christ. Sadly, people that think like that haven't read their Bibles. Because Paul posed the exact question in Romans. Are we to continue in sin so grace may abound? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? And his answer was a resounding, may it never be. How can one who is a follower of Christ how can one who is born again, how can one who is dead to sin continue to make a habit of sinning? Simply, you can't and you shouldn't. You were crucified with Christ and it is no longer you who live, but Christ. You are a changed person, dead to self, dead to sin, alive to Christ, and you must live a life that shows this. Look at the life you live today. Are you different than the world? Does the cross of Christ shine from within you to those in the world? Are you a light to the world? Are you like a city set upon a hill, unhidden to the world, your light shining for all to see? Have you been ignited by Christ and placed your light under a basket to dim down that light? Or has the redemptive power of Jesus Christ been placed upon a lampstand in your life, giving the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ to all of those who come into your life? As Christians saved by grace, we are the light of Christ to this world, and your light should be shining for all to see. As Christians, we should be the ones that are walking to the beat of our drummer, to the beat of our Lord, our Master, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the one, the one upon which the Gospels are based. And we should be the ones who make the Gospel, the teachings of Jesus Christ, the Bible, come alive to others, a people of the book, who were once defiled by their own sin, who have had a face-to-face -face encounter with a living God and changed in a second from mortal to immortal, from mortal to immortal in the blink of an eye. This change flowing from us, from every pore, as sweat pours from a hot body so the love of God should flow from each one of us, the gospel flowing from us, Christ flowing from us, quenching the flames of the world, protecting us from the fires of hell, and bringing hope, the hope only found in Christ, to a world engulfed in sin. Today I ask, do you find yourself crucified with Christ?
does your life give off the sweet savor of the Savior? Does the world know you're different? Can they see it? Can they feel it? Do they realize it? As a born-again believer, the answer to all of these should be a resounding yes. Yes, I have been crucified with Christ. Yes, people can see Christ in me. Yes, they can feel a difference around me. Yes, they realize I am different from the world. They know it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. They know I live by faith, and they know that I walk in faith. Faith in the Son of God who gave himself freely for me and for you. There freely nailed upon a cross hung the Savior. Our sins, our transgressions, taken from us and placed upon that cross. He, the Savior Jesus Christ, willingly and freely took our sin and paid for it fully, fully, with his life and with his very blood. That, dear brothers and sisters, is love. Jesus said in John, greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. There on Calvary's hill, Jesus Christ did not have his life taken from him. Jesus Christ did not have his life ripped away from him on that hill. He did not have it stolen. Out of love on Calvary's hill upon that cross, Jesus Christ laid down his life for you and for me. It is the faith in this love, our faith in this man, in this God-man, Jesus Christ, that we, as born-again believers, walk in. There's no other way to be born again but through Christ, by his blood. No one is going to get to heaven any other way. If we could, if there was another way to heaven except through Christ, all it would do is nullify the blood of Jesus Christ. It would nullify the grace of God. It would nullify the cross of Christ. And as Paul said, Christ would have died needlessly. And that simply didn't happen. There was a reason for Christ's death, a need for his blood, a need for his death, his, a need for his burial, and his resurrection. For without these, the Christian, Christians like you and I, would have no hope, and we would be like the world, walking aimlessly to and fro, living by our own set of rules, our own moral authority, trying to navigate a fast-paced and ever-changing world without a compass to show us the way walking astray, walking aimlessly, 
and being hopeless. But God's truth is unchanging. We have our Bibles to navigate the world. We have Christ's crucifixion to give us hope as he showed us that death was an overcomable foe. The final hurdle before heaven. The last enemy can be defeated. That final hurdle is achievable with faith as long as we are crucified with Christ. Amen. Amen. We shall walk out this life with purpose. We shall walk out this life with the cross in our sights. We shall walk out this life with hope with hope in Christ. To have hope in any other thing but Jesus Christ is temporal. But alas, Christians, brothers and sisters, the hope that we have in Christ is eternal. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.